0: Hey, it's February 11, 2023, and it's time to grab your paper, grab your pen, and come and join us for the run sheet. We're talking wrestling TV this week. It's Saturday, so you know it's all good out here. Ella J, you are now involved in wrestling TV. You did your commentary stint, didn't you?
1: I did. Well, it's actually, I've done commentary for. Uh about a year and four months for capital championship wrestling but yeah they just had their longest event nine matches including sumi sakai in the main event so that was a lot of fun
0: that's wild sumi sakai is such an underrated wrestler and i I, i'm looking forward to seeing these matches once they're dropping where are they gonna when are they gonna drop tell the people normally
1: normally days after we record remote commentary it's available on title match network sometimes capital championship wrestling will drop full matches on their youtube um but if you want to watch the whole show it will be on title match network i in a few days normally
0: amazing so we have a week of wrestling tv to talk about smackdown went off the air and the bloodline of course is all over the place next week is the elimination chamber montreal i will be there I'm really excited to be joining uh, the WWE uh, press junket for that slew of events, including SmackDown and the show itself. Uh, But let's talk about SmackDown. I mean, Sammy showing up and really just threatening Paul Heyman with the implosion of the bloodline. And Sammy would then show up throughout the whole show and be a part of it along with the Usos. What, you know, let's talk about it. What did you think of that opening segment with Sammy and Paul Heyman?
1: I mean, first, I thought it was kind of funny that. Paul Heyman asserted that Sami Zayn is not here. When we knew full and well, there was no way Sami Zayn was staying away, and then him uh, dramatically pulling up in the hoodie. But then, kind of later. kind of taunting him by hugging him, knowing that Roman Reigns wasn't in the building. And, you know, Paul Heyman likes to drop spoilers. Well, Sami Zayn dropped a spoiler of his own. In eight days, Roman Reigns will no longer be the undisputed WWE Universal Champion. So he had some powerful words to alone Paul Heyman.
0: I love. And we're going to talk about the masterclass promo that Paul Heyman would have on Monday night with Cody Rhodes. But for tonight for the Friday night show, I love that we went back and we made Sammy the number one attraction and number one threat to Roman Reigns. And I understand it. I get it. People are going to say, "Oh, what's the point of doing this match? Sammy's obviously going to lose." Who cares? Right now, they're both making one hell of a statement as to who could potentially take out Roman Reigns. And I don't know about you, Bella, but like I am loving that they're making us think maybe maybe it could happen on Saturday next week
1: I mean I just feel like I'm so jaded you know in wrestling I mean I'm still fully expecting Roman Reigns to retain but you know the story is there it's really invigorating and so it's kind of setting me up for a legit good surprise a good shock for me if Sami Zayn actually does pull it off but the trigger's kind of already been pulled the seeds have already been drawn for him versus Roman. So I would be absolutely shocked if he won. But then again, it is, we did see a similar story with Kofi Kingston uh, a few years ago, Kofi mania was supposed to be Kevin Owens versus Daniel Bryan for the universal championship. I believe at the time, no, the WWE championship, sorry, but obviously Kofi drew that build, that hype leading up to WrestleMania. So they made a little switch and, Lined up kofi instead so it's not out of the realm of possibility i just don't unfortunately believe that wwe believes in sammy to be able to do that you know
0: see i understand that and i agree with it to a certain degree and then you have what happened on the side of the usos so jay Mm -hmm. uso came back tonight after not responding to anyone's text messages or phone calls he shows up walks his way down through the crowd And joins his brother Jimmy to defend the SmackDown Tag Team Championships against Ricochet and Braun Strowman. Of course, we know who wins. The Usos win. There's no splitting of the tag titles yet. But Jimmy and Jay are back and they're reunited. And all seems okay (laughs) on the Uso Island?
1: J- Jay dips pretty quickly, though. I think he was really only there because it was, you know, his twin brother. But then he kind of dipped out. But then, you know, he lingered a little bit backstage as we saw Sami Zayn tell him that I acknowledge you, Jay Uso, and then then they both kind of split ways. But it's an interesting thing. And at the end, Paul Heyman kind of told the Usos to stay away, to stay home next week for SmackDown.
0: Which, by the way, how often, and the answer is almost never, do we see someone tell a wrestler on a TV show to watch the TV show to get the full scope of what's going on? And how many times do people like us who sit here and talk about wrestling like maniacs say, you can watch the show back and you can be like, well, what the hell? Why did you do this? Why did you do that? And instead, most people live as if it's in a bubble. So this is one of those times where Paul was like, we're kind of breaking the fourth wall a bit and saying go watch the tv show you might understand what happened tonight i didn't hate that how'd you feel about that
1: i think it makes sense at least for jay uso wise i mean it's already been clear that jimmy uso is his loyalties are to roman reigns and like his actual bloodline whereas jay uso the question is still kind of fuzzy of who his loyalties are to because he could not pull the trigger on a attacking Sammy Uso like the rest of his family and Roman Reigns. So I feel like for Jey Uso, it's more so so he won't be tempted to interfere on behalf of Sammy, you know, Um, if that makes sense. I don't I don't know for for Jimmy Uso. I feel like he's already made his intentions clear, Um, but it makes things interesting of wondering what could happen next week with Roman Reigns and Sammy? I keep saying Sammy Uso, Sammy Zane. <laughs> I assume Solo Sokoa will be there then for Roman Reigns. Uh, yeah. yeah, we did not see Solo tonight, actually. Now that I think about it, which is I think is the first time since he kind of debuted that we haven't seen him.
0: But. and I, I kind of like that wrinkle because this puts a hard line that Solo Sokoa <laughs> is firmly with Roman Reigns yes he is firmly roman's bodyguard not the usos and with jimmy not being able okay so we'll pull the curtain back i think some most people know uh who who are you know readers of various wrestling websites that uh jimmy uso will not be allowed to cross the border into canada that's also true smackdown yes. is going to be happening this uh, coming friday and then the elimination chamber the following night Jay uso as far as i have been explained by border people that i know jay can come across the border he needs a petition to cross because his uh his situation is not the same as jimmy's and also it happened much uh a much longer time ago so jay should be able to make it across and jimmy will not period end of sentence I forgot
1: about that that's a good point
0: yeah that's been uh i've had to say that a lot the last couple of weeks There have been a lot of people saying one thing and just being like, the Usos both can't make it. It's like, well, no, that's not exactly what it is. But anyway, Mm -hmm. someone who can make it, and that's Chelsea Green, a fellow Canadian, (laughs) by the way. Can we talk about a Karen character for a second?
1: I love it. If there's anybody that could take on the Karen gimmick, it is Chelsea Green. It's not that different from kind of that mean girl, you know, kind of assertive. Not egotistical, but just kind of in it for herself, you know, complainer character, you know, if there's anybody that can fulfill that, it is Chelsea Green, quite frankly.
0: Yeah, and this is from the character, the character work she did in Impact Wrestling, now bringing that and bringing those chops over to Mm -hmm. WWE – This is a great opportunity for her and she's absolutely crushing it so far. She's obnoxious. She's over the top, but she's not so over the top that like, I don't want to see her. I want to see her get squashed. I want to see her get beat up. She's playing the role perfectly. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that Chelsea Green is like women's champion tomorrow right now. But I think that as we get to know this character and as we get to do more and she gets more reps and continues to work. Oh, hell yeah. There's a possibility that she becomes the most obnoxious women's champion ever.
1: And I mm. wouldn't. That. I'm trying to think who else has been like the most obnoxious, unless you count Jillian for that brief period.
0: Her and Ivory when she was doing right <laughs> uh, to censor.
1: That's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. I don't. I kind of see her maybe fulfilling kind of like a, a Zelina Vega run because Zelina has been a heel her whole WWE career. But then she got a steady push for like the Queen's Crown. You know, I don't know if it would be for the Women's Title right away, but I can see her getting a push for like something similar to that. Whether it's like a a Queen's Crown or like some World Cup or something. At least right now, I can see her maybe kind of going down that route.
0: Yeah, I could see that. I wouldn't hate that either. I think that'd be a lot of fun just to build her as as a bigger star. Let's do that. Let's mm. do it. Let's make it. And you know who else is a big star who made a return tonight was Ronda Rousey. <laughs> She's in a tag team now, her and her best friend Shayna Baszler went after Natalia. So, I mean, and and like Ronda's best buddy Natalia. Either way, I don't hate this team. And if the if the rumors of the WrestleMania match are true, I think this is a pretty good tag team to put together. How do you feel about Ronda returning and uh, joining up with Shayna?
1: Well, anyone who knows me knows that I am like the, not at all the biggest fan of Ronda Rousey personally. What are you talking um, about? Like her professionally. Fan. No, definitely not. I mean, we knew it was happening. You know, she'd been gone For a month, she didn't even basically acknowledge, you know, that she, you know, lost the SmackDown Women's Championship. But then again, though, she made clear on social media. She's more fixated on the tag titles now. So obviously that seems to be the route they're going. But also it worries me because as of now, we don't know. How do we get to a point where they could face damage control, another heel team, unless... The other rumors of like Lita and Becky get into the mix. It's kind of unclear still. I'm sure we'll have a better picture next week. Becky Lynch is not in the Elimination Chamber. Will Lita linger around? We don't know yet. But as of now, it's kind of a big question. How do we get two heel teams against each other at Mania? I, you we would need that third team, that babyface team, right?
0: You could, or you could have Damage Control maybe fraction and fracture a little bit mm. what if dakota kai and Sky say enough of this bailey nonsense she's holding us back what has she done for us other than take the spotlight and speak highly of us when she needs something
1: but you know we've already seen the fracture of like another team this past week so like i feel like they need to keep keep their tag teams reeled in for a bit. Well, they're going to have to start making some because literally the only two teams right now on the main roster are Ronda and Shayna And then uh, Damage Control, although Natalya and Shotzi are teaming up next week. It's possible. I think a lot of people love Dakota Kai and Io Sky and have a good respect for them, even though they're heels right now. I mean, those two would be great babyface. Dakota Kai coming in was huge over as a babyface. I think people over the years, even though Io Sky, Io Shirai was heel i think people still maintained that respect for her so i think that a lot of people love them in real life that they could easily transition back over to baby faces it's been a while for them but i think it would be an easy transition for them if they do go that route
0: i wouldn't mind it we'll see what they do but uh ronda back is it's potentially good for the women's tag division because like I, i feel how you feel about ronda rousey she still brings eyes to a product and this is an opportunity to bring eyes to the tag division that is heavily in need of not only teams, but relevance. And this is a, this is the chance that if Ronda and Shayna somehow find their way into the world tag team division, they could do some stuff. I'm not against it.
1: Hmm. I feel like we'll find out more next week and after Chamber.
0: I agree. And you know what we found out tonight? It's that the Intercontinental Championship... It'll be one on one in Montreal. Gunter takes on Madcap Moss. My boy has a title match. Madcap Moss, Gunter, in Montreal next week. I'm excited. I mean, listen, outcome is not in doubt. Clearly, Madcap Moss is going to win the Economic Championship, right?
1: No. What? <laughs> <laughs> no, I thought your agenda was carrying cross.
0: No, no no, 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 no.
1: So I saw I saw a tweet from our good friend um Doc Mueller today, and I legit thought the whole time because we you had mentioned carrying cross last week, like being like somebody to win something. And so that's what I thought your agenda was, but it was madcap, was it?
0: Yes, because carrying cross, I said, was going to be Cody Rhodes oh, first yeah, yeah, yeah. First championship moment because it cements Cody as he's the good guy taking on another Mm evil doer. Cody's Cody's primed to have something of like a Hulk Hogan esque run in that Hulk Hogan was always the good, good guy. Mm -hmm. And Cody Rhodes is that guy. And so he's got, he's got to face all the absolute bad guys in WWE as a way to cement his Mm -hmm. championship reign. That's why I said carrying cross madcap Moss on the other hand. Well, he's just rules. And he's got to take that intercontinental championship from Gunter. I
1: hate to break your dreams, but I don't see Gunter losing to Madcap Moss.
0: <sighs> One day you'll see it.
1: I'm not saying it's 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 possible, but as of now, I mean, before this, Madcap really didn't have much momentum, if at all. You know, he had gotten beaten by Carrion Cross multiple times. He hasn't really done anything really significant, unfortunately, in months. So I don't see them kind of... Pl- un- unless unless the bigger plan is for Gunther to go on towards the big prize eventually, then maybe. But I don't see them unseating Gunther right now.
0: So actually, I do see Gunther and Cody absolutely yeah. give us reason <laughs> to go, go into a big feud. Uh, Rocky Four style, if you know, you know. However... Could it happen immediately, maybe maybe Gunther steps on the proverbial banana peel and loses that intercontinental championship early.
1: It's possible, but I mean, to be fair though, Gunther has two friends by his size, whereas Madcap only has one and it's Emma, so
0: yeah, but like she could do the dance and then everyone will just she be mesmerized.
1: Couldn't. You know that you know that clip. <laughs> Uh, from New Japan of Maria Canales distracting Carl Anderson and AJ Styles. You think it could be that?
0: I mean, I hope not, but of course <laughs> I could see it. I Emma mean, is a beautiful woman. I could see her <laughs> using her, her feminine wiles to uh, distract the other members of Imperium. Why not? Hmm. Anyway, we mentioned Cody. Let's talk about Rawlett Shift Gears. Uh, Cody and Paul Heyman had, really, like I said earlier, a masterclass promo, they got personal. I don't know how they I did. feel about them getting personal, but they did. Paul Heyman talking about his time with Dusty, making allusions to Roman Reigns and the child Dusty wanted. Ella, what do you think of this thing? I, I'm like of several mindsets, but I want to hear yours.
1: I think that the emotion at the beginning of Paul, you know, of Cody talking about how his family was broken. I think it was the year 2000. And then Paul was the one who brought Dusty into ECW to give him a chance to, you know, not only be back on television, but give him a chance to make money for his family, you know, and provide to his family. So I think that emotion was was raw, you know, and if not, then Paul Heyman's just a really good actor in um, <laughs> provoking emotion. Um, but there there was definitely some, like, realness behind that, you know, what they say, um, you kind of make kayfabe or shoot, you know, or worked into a shoot, kind of. There was definitely some real raw emotion worked into that. But then, you know, Paul Heyman, you know, the guy who's been plundering Sami Zayn's name, who's the advocate for arguably the biggest heel in WWE right now, Roman Reigns, you know, and then brought it back around and had the dramatic line, you know, the last thing Dusty said to me was Cody is my favorite son, but Roman Reigns was the son I always wanted. That was the dagger to the heart of Cody Rhodes. That was, that was the final straw. And so I think that the, the turn, the twist, the subtle twist into the dramatic finish was, I think it was worked really well.
0: Do you find any issue with Cody mentioning Dusty in almost every promo so far is that getting a little <clears throat> old is that getting
1: no that i slippery? don't i don't think so because before this there was really no story between Cody Rhodes and Roman Reigns you know they had faced a few times back when Cody was Stardust and Roman was in the shield and like multi man matches but between the two, there was really like no prior history. So I feel like they had to make something make sense other than we're going to fight for this title, you know. So they wanted to add an extra something else at stake. And that comes into the place of there's more than one royal family. So for me, I think that this is, again, as the story of making it more than just, yeah, we're going to fight for this belt. Even though we've never, they probably, they might have fought one on one before. But again, that's like a decade ago. Um, they're two completely different people. I think they wanted to put something else at stake. And Cody's story is there's more than one royal family. I think it plays into that.
0: It's going back to the, uh, the 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 moment that ended the promo where Paul dropped the mic and said, you know, Dusty always said you were his favorite son, but he said Roman Reigns was the son he always wanted. I I heard a take that, I don't necessarily disagree with, but I'm not sure how I feel about it. And the take was, and it was, um, it was from Todd Martin, who who's with PW Torch, and and his idea was instead of saying those words, he would have said, "Dusty always knew you would become WWE champion," but Roman Reigns, I but I always thought Roman Reigns would be the better champion or the guy. What do you think about using that instead of going personal and doing the Sun line? Because maybe if I'm if I'm if I'm Cody you know, cognitive reasoning would be like, well, you can't be my son. And and I knew, I knew my dad, he never talked about Roman Reigns at home. Like, or am I just going too far down the rabbit hole and I should just like forget about it. And it's not really a good take. What do you, what do you think?
1: But also, I mean, part of it is Cody wouldn't know what really, what Romans, uh, the extent of their relationship because by the time you know Cody was already on the main roster at that point he wasn't really down at NXT or the PC where Roman Reigns was at the time before he got called up in 2012 Dusty was there for a while so Cody wouldn't really have any insight into Roman's connection with Dusty while Roman was at the PC so for me I mean I don't I feel like if Cody, again, I don't know, I would assume that Cody would have approved it for a line that was kind of like personal like that. Um, I don't really have an issue with it. I think if Cody approved of it and they're playing in, they've they've already made it personal, you know, um, by straight out of the gate talking about, you know, uh, Dusty's passing and then Cody brought out the story from ECW so I feel like they kind of already opened that door to make it personal and again Cody would have no insight into Roman's relationship really with Dusty because he wasn't there he was busy on the main roster while Roman was down in NXT FCW etc um, so I was okay with it but I, I kind of do like the idea of the champion thing um, but the son makes it even more personal and Paul Heyman like did that you know
0: yeah you know what? I, I, I agree. It works. It, like I said, it works for me, but I really like this idea mm-hmm. that, was, that was put out there by Todd Martin. That It makes sense, but I like that they're going to get personal. I know they are, but I've been saying it since for a while that it was all about how Cody was looking past the personal. He's looking past all of the gaslighting and he wanted that title. I guess now yeah. he's got to get personal because now he actually has to confront Roman and friends on his way to that goal. So I guess it works. You got to get personal.
1: Like I said, it, it makes it uh, ups the stakes more than outside of just, yeah, we're just two guys fighting for this title. You know, it, it, it adds in another level to the story leading into Mania.
0: Yeah. I want to see Brock Lesnar and Bobby Lashley, <laughs> just be two guys fighting, and we're gonna oh, get Oh, It's gonna,
1: gonna be good. <laughs> I'm so excited. Is this
0: gonna be a quick match? Like I, I know it's gonna be a sprint, but like, how fast do you want to do this match? Or like, there, there's another story beaten here, right? Like you got the MVP Shelton Benjamin yeah. Cedric Alexander thing going on, and then you got Brock Lesnar, who is a powerhouse. Like, what Shelton, do
1: we? Shelton has history with Brock Lesnar. Yes. Hmm.
0: I got to see all these guys get involved.
1: I mean, there's always at least one quick match on on Mania, right?
0: <laughs> oh, that's true. Although there, there's something to be said. Listen, I hope I'm wrong. But like Brock beating up all these guys in February, eh, something about that feels a little bit wrong to me. So uh, I could just yeah. leave
1: it. Yeah. Um, also, Brock's already been beaten like quickly before, like against Goldberg, right? I don't I don't want Bobby Lashley to like have that fate happen to him where he gets beaten quickly. I just Bobby's gonna be the one hanging around. Brock isn't, you know, he kind of just comes and goes bobby is the more like reliable performer who's been there more steadily and they're developing this story around the the hurt business again it looks like so i mean if they're gonna kind of want to rebrand the hurt business and put them together you want them to look strong right so you would have to book bobby to win but you also can't have brock lose in a squash so that reasoning, again, who knows? Because WWE is sometimes is weird. Even with my logic, sometimes they go the opposite. But with that logic, I would think that this would be, you know, maybe 10 minutes. I don't think it's going to be super long, but it also should not be super short.
0: And I think if they do any beatdown or reformation of the Hurt Business, it should come after Brock gets his win back on Bobby Lashley. Yeah. That's kind of where you go with it uh speaking of getting her win back carmella returned to wwe it's good yes. to see her she got herself a win and joining the elimination chamber she got that over candice LeRae, Michin, mia yim and piper niven uh match was good i mean it was what it was mm-hmm. carmella's back she's the princess of staten island again uh what do you think of the match overall i think there was a lot of fun spots in there
1: yeah i think it was a good paced match again i could have really Um, Any of these women I would have been happy to win. I feel like Carmella was the obvious choice that, you know, we were all expecting to win. Um, I personally wanted Piper to win. However, I was very pleasant to see after that they're, you know, they're giving another women's storyline that's not title centric. Piper Niven is now obviously gone heel so that she's now seems to be developing that story with candace Lerae, and mia yim so it's good to see a women's storyline that doesn't need to involve a title it it adds another level and placement for the women so i was i was happy to see that even though piper didn't win that's who i wanted to win obviously the other three seem to be involved in a story going forward which is a good thing
0: Yeah, it is. And that's something, like you said, we don't see a lot of. And that is undercard stories with women involved that are not title based. I mean, at the end of the day, everyone wants a shot at a title. Of course. And Piper Niven was very much like, get out of my way. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, we're going to have an issue. I'm after the title. But like Candice and and Mia Yim, they can either be a tag team or they could break up because they had some um, miscommunications in that chamber qualifying match. There's some some strands that you can pull at here, and it's not so bad that we they have we have these women trying to vie for their shot at the Raw Women's Championship.
1: I'm excited to see, obviously, Chamber coming up. I feel like there's really only two options here. You know, there could be potentially three because WWE is high on the other person, but I feel like this Chamber is kind of the most unpredictable. I feel like there's there's a couple options that could win this too. I don't see foresee it being Carmella, um, but, you know, coming back, they want to book her strong. I'm so happy to see she's back as the, Staten, the Princess of Staten Island. Thank God for that. Um, yeah. And she, I saw she did a little homage to Lita, she said. So that was cool. And obviously, Lita returning was huge, too.
0: Yeah, so let's talk about that. We had the uh, cage match at the main event. Becky Lynch over Bailey Lita returns helps Becky Lynch get the win by taking out members of damage control Mm -hmm. uh this was a fun match it had a weird ending just having Lita show up Mm -hmm. feels to me like had the cage match happen at raw 30 Lita was still going to come back she was supposed to be at the show and we were going to do all of this and it wasn't going to be a main event spot Mm -hmm. so did it feel a little awkward going off the air like this? Or was it fun for you? Like the match was fine. yeah. Uh, and then we're obviously setting something up for, I assume, Elimination Chamber with Lita, Becky and a blank Canadian from my area <laughs> versus Bailey and EO and Dakota Kai damage control. Uh, talk to me about the match. What'd you think and, and where we're
1: going? Um, Obviously when, well, if you're, if you're on social media, you saw the news drop like hours before that Lita was going to be backstage. And then you kind of drew up, well, there's Lita isn't in anything right now. There's been no announcements made. So then it became really clear when Becky Lynch said that she had a plan going into the main event that Lita was going to kind of be her her backup call to save her if needed. I I like this dynamic. Um, it's just a little they obviously seemingly patched things up really quickly, even though Becky defeated her last year at chamber and they had like a little bit of a heated brief rivalry. Um, But I think it was a cool also callback because obviously Lita and Victoria had the first ever women's cage match in WWE history, like nearly 20 years ago, about 20 years ago, if I recall. Um, So it was a good callback to that. And it keeps, it keeps things interesting. You know, it's, assuming that what we think is going to happen is going to happen. And I think it's cool that back to back years, we're kind of getting legends at chamber. Um, and in like, I don't know. I don't think it'd be for the titles. Cause it'd be three on three if this happens, but obviously we'll find out more on Monday. If this is actually what we're thinking is Trish Stratus going to return. I don't know.
0: I mean, listen, when I went to raw in Toronto and Trish showed up to confront damage control, what did she tell Bailey? I can be unretired just as quickly as I retire. And I think we planted those seeds in September. So I wouldn't mind seeing Trish. Every time I see her, she has a banger match. I saw her final, quote unquote, final match (laughs) at Unforgiven 2006, where she defeated Lita for the women's championship. Took a big bow, and that was it. That was her retirement match. (laughs) I was there in the crowd. And man, it just... I'll never forget that. So if we see Trish, uh, and if I get to see her live again, I would be uh, just over the moon to watch that six-woman tag. And then we can introduce the WWE six-woman tag championship, right?
1: No, that would, I, you know, as much as I would love it, that would flounder just as unfortunately fast as the women's tag titles. I, WWE would not know how to handle it. I personally think that they shouldn't have removed the 24-7 championship. Um I don't think that they would be able to handle like a trios women's t- tag titles. It, the the women the regular women's tag titles on the main roster haven't defended since December. So I honestly I am far past I have no hope for that.
0: <laughs> on Dynamite this past Wednesday, I'm not transitioning to AEW just yet, but I did see there was a guy sitting front row and I took a I took a photo screenshot. The guy was I shit you not holding a giant timex watch over his shoulder like a title mm-hmm. and people started quote tweeting it and calling it what the 27 24 7 title should have been mm-hmm. i thought that was
1: hilarious i didn't see it
0: mm. uh, i'll send you the tweet but uh, okay. it, did, it did some numbers which is nice anyway let's go back uh, we're talking about legends edge and beth phoenix they came out at the beginning of raw they challenged mm-hmm. finn balor and rhea ripley to a match at elimination chamber Dominic Mysterio uh, accepted on Rhea's behalf because Rhea's in Australia with her family. Uh, I'm excited. I mean, Edge and Beth have always had a uh, home and heart in Canada. So why not just do this tag match? Hopefully this is it, though. I need this to be it for the Judgment Day versus Edge and family. Like, I'm over it, but I'm excited to see this match.
1: But how do you transition, then, like, who's Edge's opponent at Mania then? He has to have a match at Mania.
0: He does carry.
1: No, you need to just get off of that.
0: (laughs) Ross beats edge. He's on Smackdown. No, the the brand split doesn't exist. We both know this. Joel, listen, you got to literally worked raw and Smackdown this week.
1: Chelsea green also has a unique gimmick that could allow her to do that. I hope you know that.
0: No. Well, so does edge. He's he's a legend.
1: He- When's the last time he was on SmackDown?
0: No, no. When's the last time they needed a ratings boost?
1: <laughs> just, just give Roman Reigns, Sami. Uso. I oh, mean, that'll that'll get it. You know, um, obviously, you Cody, Cody's going to be showing up to SmackDown from now on, I would think, or not from now on, at least a couple times, I would assume, right? Um, I, I don't know. I would it just be no? They've already had Balor and Edge one on one. They've had Damien. Oh, no, I don't even want to entertain this idea.
0: Let's hear it. <laughs> Let's hear it. Who's, Come on.
1: Has he, has he faced Dominic one-on? Yeah, I think he has.
0: Mm, I don't think he has, and I think that's, that's a match <sighs> I need.
1: Yeah. You know, he's already faced Damian Priest in Toronto. Yep. He then faced Finn Balor at Extreme Rules. The only one he has not faced one-on-one, male-wise, is Dominic. And for me, I mean honestly that would be entertaining to see like kind of um what do they call ex excon Dom or con- what do they call him
0: yeah excon Dom yeah excon I
1: think Don. that would be the call then
0: okay so they have faced off it was it ended in DQ yeah
1: so there's it really no the closure and, p- and plus Dominic now you know he has that street cred now he's a different person
0: a different person <laughs> He's ex con,
1: yeah, yeah. He's a different person than before he was in jail.
0: That's a WrestleMania match anywhere in the world,
1: I think it is. Yeah, I think not, that is
0: not, not ex con dumb versus his uh deadbeat dad, Rey Mysterio. Yeah,
1: no, I think it would be. I think honestly, it might not be everybody's cup of tea, but that one would be entertaining. It, you know, it, it wouldn't be. It's not gonna be. You're not gonna be watching for the wrestling, you're gonna be watching to see Edge beat up. ExCon dom
0: (laughs) i wouldn't be against it to be honest
1: maybe it's gotta be dom i would be here for that honestly
0: yeah now i'm thinking about it i hate it but i think about it yeah same (laughs) i also hated jbl potentially leaving baron corbin okay baron corbin loses a match and he comes out he afterwards he walks up to jbl and he's just like all right where are we going let's go party and i'm like Okay, this makes sense. Baron Corbin's just here for a her paycheck. He doesn't care about wins or losses. He's an old timey brother, and JBL's yeah. like the ultimate old timey brother. But why does JBL then say, "No, we're done here. I can't polish a turd, so I'm going away." Um, I feel like we're gonna get these two back together. And Baron, Corbin's no, I think right I now.
1: saw a report that JBL wasn't coming to any of the future shows now coming up. Ah, uh, who knows? Pretty sure, uh, I saw a report. You Listen, know,
0: do, I, do I think think plans can change? Absolutely. Yeah. Do I read every report and say absolutely it's <laughs> happening? Yes, I do.
1: Okay. You know, again, much like how I feel about Ronda Rousey, I have never been a fan of Baron Corbin ever, except, except for the four weeks where he was sad, Corbin, where he was broke. That is the only time in Baron Corbin's WWE career that I actually... Kind of liked him, you know, I would honestly, like, I, I want that back. I never thought I'd say this. I've never been a Bear Corbin fan except for that four weeks. He was sad Corbin. And I mean, he's been dumped by JBL after being called the, the modern day wrestling god. I mean, he's got to be sad again, right? I feel like now is the time to bring back sad Corbin.
0: I don't know, man. Do you really want to bring that back? Yes. I get that it was big. But like, you guys moving forward in wrestling. That's what it's all about.
1: Wrestling is not linear. But we can't keep calling back the old gimmicks all the time. You can if they worked. He was over. That was the most over he had ever been, Joel.
0: No. Well, maybe. Uh, Yeah. Also, like, his NXT run when he was, like, the lone wolf and... Telling hmm. Apollo Crews to go back to Ring of Honor.
1: Like that's I stuff. mean I mean now he's a lone wolf again. He's been dumped by JBL. So maybe. Maybe if it's not Sad Corbin, it could be Lone Wolf.
0: Mm. You get him a damn you know, you get him a motorcycle and he does the thing again.
1: Hmm. Maybe. I think I think he's gonna be going back to something, kind of going back to the drawing board now. I feel like we're gonna get a reprisal of some of his past work.
0: I hope he comes out and just becomes like JBL just, Redux. I hope it just not. totally rips off JBL and is like, "You left me, so I'm just taking it all from you." Oh,
1: I don't think so. I feel like now that you mentioned the Lone Wolf, it kind of makes sense. He's now a Lone Wolf again.
0: I guess mm. we'll find
1: out. Or he could be sad and go back to sad Corbin.
0: I mean, the acclaimed are pretty sad because they lost their tag oh titles in AEW. So, so
1: is so is ninety five percent of the AEW universe. <laughs>
0: What did you think of that? I mean, so I sat and I watched the Acclaim lose their AEW tag titles to the <sighs> gun. Club. By the way, when I spell gun club on any run sheet, I spell it with two N's and then two B's. Gun club. club blah, blah,
1: blah.
0: Clean, the, the gun club. Above. Anyway, they're the new AEW tag team champions. That's with two S's at the end. And they defeat the Acclaim. The Acclaim looked completely dejected. There was no swerve from daddy ass. He is firmly in the Acclaimed camp for now.
1: What do we think?
0: Gun Club, are they transitional (laughs) champions? Are they?
1: Yes. Oh, no. For a while. The thing is, is that they're transitional champions for the acclaimed again. I think I think it was great when Excalibur was just like what a disgrace. No, but like I was literally talking about this with people like the gun club, I don't see going past revolution. Like I feel like at Max they're going to be champs for a month. What confuses me though is like why are they going to be this is all just assuming that my train of thought is correct. Why are they going to be transitional champions for the champions that they the team that they took the titles off of? Doesn't make sense to me, but
0: I mean, I just want to see the acclaimed win back the tag team titles and then go back to they, Lethal. And Jared. I believe,
1: I believe they will, but like, it's like what? I mean, I get it. You want that shock value? That certainly was a shock value, Tony Khan, but I, I don't for I. They're gonna the acclaimed's gonna win them right back at Revolution, if not sooner. So
0: AEW has done this before. Yeah. I mean, they literally had the all-out main event. True two weeks before all out or a week before all out Mm -hmm. just to just to just to pop the rating or whatever and do the match again so we'll see
1: i don't (laughs) they're transitional champions for the team that they took them off of then the team the the same team that's also going to win them back it's like okay
0: (laughs) it's silly i'm willing to give it a chance i just think people got really angry really strangely (laughs) yeah
1: Because, I mean, for a while, the guns kind of got the same treatment as, like, the Varsity Blondes, except a little better. So that's why it's kind of, like, a big shock, as, like, Tony Schiavone put it. It was a shocker. Like, nobody expected that. It kind of came out of nowhere.
0: I don't... Listen, I don't... um, I don't hate the Gun Club. I actually find them very entertaining. I think they've grown a Mm -hmm. lot. Um, whether or not they should be AW tag champions right now, oh, no. that's a bigger question. Uh, and if they're quote unquote transitional, I know everyone is running and saying, Oh, FTR, FTR. Sure. Why not? But FTR's like
1: TRs contracts are up in April guys. Uh, so but What if they're not? Well, they have to, oh, I mean, Dax hardwood said that they need, they have a big decision to make so as of right now that their contracts are up in april they have not made a decision of whether they're gonna resign or not or what they're gonna do so
0: i just saw uh, a really cool tweet from wwe oh, God. they did a backstage segment with Rey mysterio and santos escobar where they showed mutual respect for each other and gave each other their masks i think that's really cool What? yeah
1: that's interesting
0: I think that there's there's a case to be made. I know we're gonna go back to AW talk. I'm sorry if you're listening and you're like, why did they
1: break away from AEW? You're such a Canadian, I'm sorry.
0: I'm sorry. Uh I wanna see Santos Escobar and Legado del Fantasma work with Rey Mysterio. That's what I want. Anyway.
1: Rey Mysterio has never been a heel in his WWE career.
0: It's time. Or I need Santos Escobar to beat the breaks off of Rey Mysterio. I mean,
1: I feel like Santos has slowly just been kind of just like naturally kind of like a Jamie hater did. Kind of just naturally been gaining the respect from people as fans, even though he's been a heel. Like I kind of said about Io Shirai, too. I feel like he's just been so good that the fans like naturally just respect him. Respect him, not disrespect. Um, just because like his work has been so good, you know?
0: I've been saying for years. I'd tweet out, we stand Tasma, because I think Santos Escobar has everything to be the Latin breakout star, the Latino breakout star in wrestling. He he speaks very good English, obviously speaks Spanish. He has a look. He's just, he's good looking. He's very personable. He's the guy. But that's my opinion. Let's go back to AEW talk, because that's... That's where we're at. Uh, We'll talk about Roosh. How's that? Roosh and Brian Danielson have one hell of a match. Uh, I've I've been on this thing for the last little while. So Danielson beats Roosh and he gets the 60-minute Ironman match at Revolution against MJF. I'm excited for this match. I'm not <laughs> excited for a 60 minute Iron Man match. I'm just excited for Danielson <laughs> and MJF. The pay
1: per view is going to be eight hours long. <laughs>
0: and because they're on the West Coast, they can get away with it in there. Oh their
1: my eyes. God. I didn't even think about that.
0: Yeah. So <laughs> okay. Tony Khan's just like, mm, they're going to go 5
1: p.m. Walking. to freaking midnight <laughs> Pacific time. Oh
0: yeah, my we're going to be sitting there looking at our watches, being like, we oh got stuff to do, Tony. Come on. And then he got a post show scrub.
1: Oh. <gasps> I'm so sorry. (laughs) I won't be there. (laughs) I mean, I won't be there either, but. Anyway. Oh my God.
0: Great match with Roosh and Danielson. Uh, I don't really have much to add on it other than the fact that I am shocked that Roosh is taking some losses in AEW. But I did just see that next week on Dynamite, they're running Roosh and Preston Vance against Claudio and Wheeler. Or no, Claudio and Mox, and it's a Texas Tornado match. Texas Tornado death match.
1: Of course it is.
0: Yeah. So. Uh,
1: Just because Mox is in it.
0: <laughs> and also because, you know, you got to get Roosh's win back. So Roosh yeah, is probably yeah. in Claudio, and then it's going to be Roosh and Claudio for the mm-hmm. Ring of Honor World Championship oh,
1: yeah,
0: yeah. sooner than later. That's where my brain goes.
1: Mm, I could see that happening.
0: This is this is the Tony Khan balancing act with Roosh, because Roosh doesn't like to lose, and the second he loses too much, he's going to push back and be like, hey, what's in it for me? And that's <laughs> that's what you get into it. Okay, you get a title. The ROH World lost.
1: Championship.
0: Hey, he held that title for a while in Ring of Again. Honor. He had a good, good run. Uh, but anyway, I, Danielson and MJF at, at the pay-per-view, that'll be good, but like you said, it's Pacific time. They're going to go long. I forgot that about night. that
1: legit. Oh my gosh. It's going to go at least seven hours, guys yeah uh
0: two people who didn't go seven hours unfortunately were jamie hater and the bunny um yeah. mattress cut short looks like bunny had sustained some sort of injury they they finished the match they went home early uh bunny the report was she was getting checked out today for uh concussion or an orbital bone injury um i mean it sucks because you know bunny doesn't wrestle very often and
1: no.
0: jamie hater is a, a great champion this was just Honestly, like a random match, but it was it was picking up some steam and it just kind of had to end early because of this injury kind of sucks. And
1: she'd kind of like just returns because she had been experiencing injuries like before talking about uh, the bunny. So it's kind of it's unfortunate
0: Yeah, you hate to see it. And I hope that, you know, everything turns out Mm -hmm. to be okay and it's not a long-term issue. Uh, And Maybe it's just a stinger and that's it. And like a week later, you can Mm -hmm. be back to training. So so yeah, that's AEW talk. I don't want to go too deep into it. Let's uh, talk about NXT real quick. Uh, Ilya Dragunov's back. He came in and he did exactly what JD McDonough did to him. He injures JD McDonough. McDonough has a detached retina. He's out for about two weeks. Uh, Dragunov back on NXT TV though. That's exciting.
1: I mean, yeah. I mean, kind of, like you said, getting his revenge back on uh, McDonough. I mean, he's been gone since October. I mean, it would only been like, what, November? Like, three and a half months, say. Um, But obviously, he was a huge part of NXT UK and kind of that transition over from NXT UK to the US after that, obviously, disbanding went. Um, So he was a huge part of that, and he's obviously a huge kind of kingpin in the history of NXT UK, one of the notable figures out of that so it's good to have him back but i mean it makes sense storyline wise it's just where does he go from here obviously i mean he kind of helped carmelo hayes win but when, when does he go from here now now that McDonough's out on the shelf for a couple weeks mm.
0: he may have helped carmelo hayes win
1: but he did also try I, to attack him
0: <laughs> i think it's gonna end up being dragunov and mellow quite quickly after mellow takes that uh, world championship that NXT championship from Braun Breaker at Stand and Deliver. I don't need to tell you how we did in our NXT uh, <laughs> Vengeance Day discussion from last week. I
1: or, know, our, our I, know. I know, but yes, I think I got two of them right. That was it. <laughs>
0: Only one I really missed, I think, was the uh, tag tape, the tag championships, because I thought yeah. New Day would mean- change.
1: No, I, I did say I think that we were getting new champs. I I think I only got the women right, so I, I'm, I'm happy for that, at least.
0: <laughs> uh, speaking of the women, Toxic Attraction finalized their breakup this week on Ding Dong Hello with Bailey.
1: My God,
0: I'm getting kicked in the head. Dude, the door.
1: That, that photo afterwards, too.
0: Oh, the, the uh, scar the on J.C.'s yeah. face? Yeah, that looked gnarly.
1: I think a lot of people are saying that J.C. meant to, to kick in the door, but it obviously just bounced right off of Gigi's cranium.
0: Yeah, and and it just it was so rough. But I mean, listen. That's kind of it ain't ballet is the old saying, yeah, right? Yeah. It's wrestling. Uh but I mean, that really cements the story a little bit further and it adds to another women's story that is not title based. We're going to see Gigi and JC have mm-hmm. to wrestle to show to assert dominance who is deserving of being, you know, the to- the most uh toxic Non genetti member of Toxic Attraction.
1: It does, but it also breaks up a team that we were even considering could get a possible call up, you know, yes. that we thought was going to be a contribution to possibly even Mania plans with the women's tag titles. But obviously, they've chosen not to go that route. Um, it looks like obviously JC is going to be the heel going forward, Gigi is going to be the baby face. I feel like it's a little too soon. I do think that they should have done this eventually, but for me, it feels just too soon. They just evidently, I don't, they it just doesn't seem like they had faith in them as a team after Mandy left. And it's kind of becoming clear now, but not to say that I still have hope. I'm interested to see what they do from here forward. Can they deliver? What can they deliver? We haven't really seen either of them by themselves before. Gigi obviously came in in, I believe the, the women's dusty roads classic alongside Cora Jade coming in. JC came back a little bit later that year We've never seen them really apart in singles, so this is going to be a real test for them in, in in NXT now.
0: Who do you think has the higher ceiling <clears throat> between G- JC and Gigi?
1: What do you mean by that?
0: So the way that I see both of these women individually, and this is, this is what's interesting to me, is that as a tag team, they are perfect for each other yeah. because... Gigi has more wrestling experience and has more road experience. JC, however, has taken to that WWE style of performance, her facials, the way she speaks. She's very good at the acting and she's a good wrestler too. But Gigi is clearly the better wrestler of the two, but JC is the better sports entertainer of the two. So what's the ceiling? Is there is one poised to be pushed higher or make it higher than the other?
1: Um, I think so. Personally, I see Gigi being the one that WWE kind of... And it seems like crowd reaction-wise two people seem more drawn to Gigi. Maybe it's because I don't know. I feel like part of it is obviously her look stands out too as well. She looks different. She looks more fit for kind of the goth look that was going on whereas jc avery taylor coming in the the gimmick was different than what she was doing on the indies with like the rock star thing so i feel like Gigi just looks more naturally fit for her character right now but i could see jc kind of transforming herself now maybe into something a little bit different. So I I think time will, I mean, I hate to say time will tell, but we don't know what's going to happen. Now we've never seen these two in, in WWE do things individually. Um, Just from what I perceive now from the crowd, at least the crowd reaction wise, I feel like people are more invested in Gigi as a performer. So I would think as of right now, WWE would be too, but again, we have not seen them in this singles element before. So, We'll have to see. I think I can give you a better answer. I think once we get the ball ball rolling on this,
0: yeah, I think that's fair. It's very much up to how the story kind of plays out over the next little while and how the uh, how the feud goes because we're just we're just getting started. We've yeah. seen riffs, but we haven't seen the full on break. No,
1: we've we've never seen either of them really do anything substantial individually. If yeah. ever I, I, I don't think we've ever seen JC like do from what I recall really anything individually because Gigi came in a few months before JC. She was in that little team with with Cora Jade for a bit, um, but JC really came in then with Gigi after that. So they've been aligned since basically JC's entry to NXT.
0: Yeah. So now they just have to establish themselves as singles competitors and yeah. also as different uh, sides of the aisle because one will have to be a baby face and one will have to be yeah. a heel. So I wouldn't mind seeing, you know, the Toxic Sisters explode at Stand and Deliver and they do some sort of big gimmick match. But like, what do you, you do? A tables match, do a ding dong hello barbershop <laughs> match? Like, what, do you, what kind of match would these two have? But I, I, I think it would be a lot a, of fun. A if four,
1: they, what did they call it? A four doors match? Is that what is yeah. it was? It three doors match. What the heck is it called? Is it four I, I doors?
0: Like, I like the idea of four doors because then they have to go through four separate doors. Yeah, there's the- there's
1: a legit. I, I there was a match in GCW that I watched with Leo Rush and somebody else. I think it was a form. I think pretty sure it was a four doors match. It was called. Of
0: course, there was. <laughs> <laughs> Either way, uh, the toxic breakup is is big news just because it's something. It is something relatively fresh for yes. NXT with uh, these these women having dominated for so long uh i look forward to it let's shift gears to impact uh kenta is going to make his Mm -hmm. very um just god exciting debut at no surrender he's going to team up with his bullet club boys ace of bays they're going to take on time splitters that's kushida and the motor city machine guns who are currently the uh impact tag team champions and new japan Mm -hmm. open heavy new japan strong open tag team champions that is such a long-ass name to say. I know. <laughs> I hate saying it. So is Motor City
1: Machine Guns. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Just when say I... MCMG. <laughs>
0: but I can't because whenever I write MCMG, I'm going to say MCMG and then I'm going to forget what it stands for. Oh my so God. Motor City Machine Guns. And it's the New Japan Strong Openweight Tag Team Championships.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Anyway, Kent is going to debut at No Surrender. How do you feel?
1: Um... I think it's cool. I watched the backstage segment that they did. I, you know, I mean, they have a valid case. Chris and um, Ace Austin just beat uh, Kevin and, uh, and, uh, kushida the week before they're like we've proven ourselves we want to get back in line for the tag titles you know they had a valid point they kind of they were close to winning the impact tag titles a few months ago that mcmg won you know and then kushida's like you scared and then they're like no we got bullet club i what do they say bullet club is never short on numbers you know and so now obviously they have that relationship now with new japan Obviously, they have that show coming up. It looks like Kenta. Obviously, Kenta is a part of that, actually. They're just bringing him a little bit in early before that. So I'm excited for Kenta, a.k.a. formerly known as Hideo Itami, to make his Impact debut. It's I think it's going to be a good lead-in to their uh, multiverse kind of madness they have coming up.
0: Yeah, we talked about that show that's going to be March 30th at the Globe Theater in L.A. It's going to be New Japan Pro Wrestling and Impact. Uh, mm-hmm. They're going to have Speedball Mike Bailey, taking on will osprey Osprey. how nuts we talked about this on wednesday in our news segment so go ahead find that podcast and listen to it uh we won't go into it here but kentet no surrender that's cool i'm into it um you and i have talked about mickey james quite a bit we talked about what i call busted open island this week (laughs) busted open island took on the good hands that was mickey james and tommy dreamer (laughs) listen i like the match i think skylar and hotch or scotch as they have been dubbed by our fightful post impact show uh i think scotch had a really good time with mickey and tommy dreamer i loved the finish with the double ddt both getting yeah. their variants uh talk to me about it because i know you uh, you have a special place in your heart for at least one of the members of this match <laughs>
1: I mean, me I thought drink. it was. I think it was cool. Obviously, you know, Bully Ray's kind of been in the face, a thorn at the side of. Actually, Mickey James is kind of multiple thorns at her side right now. Not only Masha Slamovich, but Bully Ray. For some reason, obviously with the the busted open agenda as they've carried out in in real life and on their show and on programming. Um, so it, I mean, it's cool to see Mickey James. You know. They, they're still tying in the stuff with masha because obviously masha attacked her after the match and all of that but it's cool to see mickey james wrestled the guys and showed that she could still beat their asses and obviously that finish of hitting the stereo ddts and mickey gets the the pin on Hotch for the win i think it was really cool we don't really see i don't remember the only really other time that we've seen mickey in like intergender wrestling i mean we had that I mean, we have that what, mixed tag last year, but really, the, I feel like the last time we've seen Mickey in like an intergender tag match, I feel like she had something... No, it was her and Kofi versus Beth and Santino. I don't really recall the last time Mickey James was involved in an actual intergender match, besides yeah, a mixed tag.
0: I'm curious. I don't, don't remember.
1: It been. Uh, she's, had a few multi, she's had a few mixed tag matches, but I genuinely... I don't remember. I would assume it had to have been a, a long, long while ago, unless it was some indie match, but she obviously never had any in WWE. She had that brief feud with James Storm and stuff in in, in TNA, but I don't remember the last time she had like, an actual intergender match before. I mean, I she did remember. the
0: six-person tag after the last pay-per-view, right? Kazari and Grace, and, and James against yes. Bully Savannah and Tasha. Um, but even then, you know, there wasn't so much. Uh, Mickey and, oh, there was the Multiverse of Matches show.
1: Yeah, last year. I was,
0: was going to say Mickey and Hubby uh, versus. Yeah, that's the Puppet one I was talking up.
1: about last year. But it wasn't yeah. like, the you know, it was still enforced of, you know, female on female, male on male.
0: Uh, Diana and Ray Waltz against Sabin and Mickey. Mm. That was an impact show. That's true, that's true. I'm just I'm looking at cage match because I'm I'm genuinely curious. And then oh. yeah, mixed match yeah. challenge doesn't count. Uh no. did you know Bailey and Finn Balor took on Bobby Lashley and Mickey James in that one?
1: Yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I did not realize that Mickey and Bobby were
1: <laughs> Yeah, Mickey Bobby was their team name. Was Mickey because of it was Mickey Because Bob. Mickey James was um a replacement somebody got injured i don't remember ah, might have been mandy rose no no mandy team with gold oh, dust, gold dust. Yeah. there was somebody who got injured so mickey filled in so it was mickey and bobby
0: man i'm so curious. there was
1: so many injuries that season that second i, season I remember too. so their team name became mickey bobby
0: we're going to look it up later. Or and someone... they, they,
1: had, they had that great it's bout, that great moment against Jinder Mahal and Alicia Fox where they're just doing push-ups. It w- that was a fun season. <laughs> but anyways, we're getting off track. <laughs> <laughs> so, off track.
0: Uh, so yeah, that, that was that. And then uh, the, the big debuts for the week. Steph Delander.
1: Well, well, there there was a couple returns, but also yeah, the debut of Steph Delander.
0: Okay, yeah, well, let's talk about it. so Steph Delander, the former Porsche Parada from NXT, made her debut. Uh, very fun debut. She is a delusional heel. She comes out, challenges Jordan Grace after Jordan Grace had already pretty much challenged her, uh, and said, you know, I I'm going to beat you. You're going to have your fall from grace, losing the knockouts title. And then you're going to lose to me in my first match. And all the women are on notice because Steph DeLander's here. And then she loses. Great match. I cringed audibly when she got hit with that grace driver at the end. What? You saw it. It was bad. It it hurt.
1: (laughs) Yeah. You know, but I mean, it keeps Jordan... occupied while she waits for her rematch um uh do, do we want to go kind of spoiler alert i mean because steph already has another match lined up now on impact maybe we'll go spoiler alert let's um, but we know
0: that Steph's going to be around for a little while yes, and yes yes and uh the opportunities are are mostly endless for her meanwhile we have the hex debut yes. allison k marty bell yeah you kind of alluded to it they're they're not debuts so much as they are returns but these are i consider it a debut because this is a brand new group this is a brand new team a brand new character like this wasn't they didn't say it's sienna they didn't say it's the dollhouse marty bell like they said
1: no it's funny it's, it's death dolls dollhouse ha ha ha,
0: ha. <laughs> i wonder if they'll bring that up in promo i think they I, will i think they have to People, yeah, they'll make little allusions to it. I don't see why not. Now
1: the question is, um, do we get the return of Tiffany to make it three on three? Or yeah? Oh no, she retired. She retired. I
0: was about to say. I'm pretty sure she, she hung up. She, the yeah, beams.
1: I remember that now. Now that you now that I say that, but hey, I say never.
0: Right? It's wrestling.
1: It's true. It's true.
0: Either way, Hex are here. They're gonna go after the knockouts tag titles. What do you think?
1: I mean. Ugh. It's interesting because the hex traditionally in recent years have been like baby faces, right? In like the NWA and everything, like on the Independence um, Women's Wrestling Army, they've been baby faces. But obviously, coming in now, they're heels. I, I kind of the delivery of the promo from Father James Mitchell was a bit was a bit awkward in my opinion. But I did like the line of "I'm gonna put a hex on you," and then obviously. Allison K, Marty Bell come sprinting out. Um, it's some fresh competition for the women's tag team division because, kind of like we said before, Giselle Shaw. I mean, none of her stuffs worked out. Chelsea's gone. Tasha's taking a break. We do have that new team of Taylor and uh, of Taylor and Killer Kelly. Well, but other th- no,
0: worries. kind of they broke up.
1: Oh. Yeah, that's true. (laughs)
0: They immediately went (laughs) back into their singles feud. Yeah. Double card.
1: But yeah, so I feel like it brings in a new team because as of what I can't really think of another women's tag team right now, then besides, you know, everyone else is broken up or left or taking a break.
0: Listen, man, all I'm saying is that somewhere down the line, Masha Slamovich and Killer Kelly need to work together. I know.
1: I've li- I've been thinking that since the very beginning. Since Killer Kelly came back.
0: I mean, once she breaks out of the kinky Killer Kelly and starts yeah. becoming the Killer Kelly again, yeah. that's when it's going to make all the difference. But for now, it's going to be... It's, it, Masha's got to work on her, on her Knockouts World title aspirations. But once that's that true. moves past, I think it's time for Killer Kelly to find... Her new best friend, Masha. Yes. But until then, and it, we need, we'll need Yeah, more and, it,
1: and it brings in another team, like we were saying, you know, because outside of the Death Dolls, yeah, they're really, unless they just throw a team together, there really is no team right now.
0: Lish and Savannah Evans are going to win the knockouts tag titles, oh and God. we're all going to be very confused. I,
1: okay, honestly, I think Lish and Savannah would be so... Funny together because Savannah would just be like not here for it, while Lish is trying to convince Savannah to like be her friend. I feel like (laughs) I would like to see that.
0: It's the Martin Prince and Nelson Months. If you're a Simpsons fan,
1: (laughs) I I think that would be entertaining because Savannah would just be not here for it. Meanwhile, Alicia is trying to vie for (laughs) Savannah's approval. Oh, I think that could work. I mean, and then
0: and she has to save lish after like a beat down
1: yeah
0: like, oh damn it i guess i'll get in on i this. guess
1: i like you yeah. <laughs> yeah
0: and she'll be like i don't like you i just didn't want to see you get beat up because yeah. you didn't deserve that i'm
1: doing it for the good of the team <laughs> yeah. yeah
0: exactly i'm doing it because i want to win matches yeah
1: mm. <laughs> i mean i'd be here for it honestly
0: all right scott if you're listening and i know you are pull out your paper and pen and start writing down these ideas let's get out of here it's time to go home (laughs) i am home (laughs) it's time to go to sleep it's saturday morning so clearly it's time to go to sleep ella j once again we did it let's talk uh let's talk plugs get at it
1: the easiest way to find me is where i'm most active if the app decides to keep working and not kind of Malfunction into oblivion. Twitter.com slash it's Ella J. If you go to the link in my bio, you can find all my links to all my projects and podcasts and writing all in one convenient place for you.
0: Easy peasy, that's how it goes. At the Run Sheet Pod. I'm sorry, I forgot. I'm so, sorry. <laughs> I
1: literally, all I hear is the Canada out in you. I'm sorry.
0: I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm normally really good at uh, hiding my Canadian accent. Anyway i apologize because this week i forgot to put up the questions thread that's, that's my ad i'll make it up to y'all do you have a question ahead. for
1: me joel i don't how yeah. are
0: you so wonderful
1: <sighs> i don't know so you know none of us are wonderful all the time
0: <laughs> what about mr orndorff he was pretty wonderful oh my god anyway hi i'm at joel pearl j-o-e-l-p-e-a-r-l We'll be back on Wednesday, as always, talking about wrestling news. And on Saturdays, we talk about TV. Go ahead. If you subscribe to us here, give us a five-star review. Get us in your friends' ears. And until then, ladies, gentlemen, friends beyond the binary, we'll see you in the next one. Cheers.